0: Hello, welcome to another edition of um, Ozzy Tells All, Northwest Sports Podcast, and much more. We have Scott on the line today. We're talking about the Cougars' win over the Wolf Pack on Saturday afternoon. How come, board? Thanks so much for having me once again, Oz. Not a problem. My pleasure. So, Cougars won uh, big, big time on Saturday for five to seven. Your thoughts on the game overall? Uh,
1: very, very happy for the uh, for the offense. Uh, a little bit bummed out for the defense to not be able to keep the shutout uh, with a couple turnovers there. But uh, generally speaking, uh, you, you take
0: a take a, a thirty eight point victory whenever you can get them. Yeah, absolutely. Now Hercules, he was there in the first two plays of the game, and then he went away again. Any any thoughts on uh, any or any ill wills? Because um, it's a it's a bad team that he wasn't there the whole game. No,
1: I, I think that uh, he imposed his will when, uh, when he needed to. And, and I think, obviously, they took advantage of a true freshman quarterback uh, making his first start. Um, you know, he gets a, gets a couple sacks and gets to count those uh, towards the sack total for the year. Um, but generally I, I think that the, the defense really kind of played well on a couple of different fronts. Um, they generate a lot of pass rush early um, and, and late as well. So I was, I think that the, the, the biggest thing was the, um, the Nevada offensive line kind of shifted their focus towards Hercules because he was one of those one-on-one matchups and maybe putting two, possibly three guys on him, which allowed Garrett McBroom and, and Nandi Aguayo and all the other guys to kind of wreak havoc in that backfield.
0: Absolutely. Um, now, what are your thoughts on linebackers? Linebackers stepping up for for Peyton Pular, who's out for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, they, I think they did a great job. And Jihad Woods uh, is, a, is a redshirt freshman guy who they call the Tasmanian Devil. And uh, former linebacker Cougar linebacker Jeremiah Allison, who was a four year uh, four year player um, as a true freshman all the way through, he said that uh, this is not a surprise to him. Um, just being around uh, this young guy. He's, uh, he's full, of, full of life, full of energy, and, and he just runs around and, and uh, never gives up on a play. So uh, very happy for him. Uh, obviously, Isaac Dotson is probably going to be filling in more in that middle linebacker role um, with Jahad Woods kind of sliding more to the outside, and then Nate DeRider, who's a, a walk-on redshirt senior. I think uh, they, they're all going to have to kind of step up and, and fill in in, in Peyton's shoes. Um, but I think they did a great job, and obviously having two seniors to be able to kind of rely on there. Uh, you, you really uh, you, you can only uh, dream of that kind of depth. Obviously, you'd like uh, some other guys to to really show uh, show themselves in practice and be able to uh, start getting
0: some game reps as well. Absolutely. Um, now, last week we talked about Cougars' didn't run, run, run a ball as as much last week, but this week they started three or straight runs for the game. And uh, your thoughts on that? Back to basics. I, I was
1: glad to see them go go towards the run, and, and obviously the the final rushing totals look a little bit skewed because of uh, uh, in the college <laughs> game quarterback quarterback sacks and uh, and all that kind of counts against them. And of course, Holinsky had just an awful awful no. fumble play oh. where he lost about 30 oh, yards. Yeah. It was just it was just yeah. miserable. But uh, I was really happy to see uh, uh, Morrow get as many carries as he did, and, and uh, really do you know really do very well. Um, so very happy for the, for the, uh, running backs as a whole. And, and I think that it's going to bode well for us. And I've, I've been saying it all year. I think that the more we get into, a, a you know, a run pass, uh, scenario, that's less than, you know, 70% passes. I think that's going to bode well for us.
0: Yeah. Um, absolutely. And also I, I saw Luke fall throughout the game. Uh, he had a great game actually. We'll think it's that later on, but, Luke Fowles from the game, they can deep, some deep shots, didn't pay off and Then any, why not even go, go down to his check downs like, like it has been the last couple weeks or so?
1: That's a great question, Oz. And I was really happy to see him kind of taking the, t- trying to take the lid off the defense early. Uh, obviously I was a little bit concerned after those first three kind of sailed high and, yeah. you know, wide and stuff. But uh, I was proud of him for, for keeping it going. Obviously his, his final numbers really uh, showed <laughs> that he, he did play well in the end um, but I, I was happy to see him take those shots and, and kind of give USC a different look. Obviously, if USC was, uh, um, you know, expecting checkdowns and and just kind of playing a stalwart defense, which we're expecting this Friday, uh, I, I I think that it's uh, it was really good for for Luke's confidence to be able to get that deep ball going before before that game.
0: Oh, not yet, absolutely. Um, now I was talking about this earlier on Saturday, but uh, what is your favorite Cougar? Cougar uniform combo in the past and also the present. Uh, uniform combo. I,
1: I am uh, especially from the past. My favorite is the the gray pants with the white jersey and the gray helmet. Um, but the helmet <laughs> yeah. has got to be the the script Cougars on the side. So there's uh, mm, th- there's like been more one. of a yeah. you know the du- the WSU logo uh, nowadays, mm-hmm. but uh, the script helmet yeah. is absolutely my favorite. Um, and in really the my modern day favorite is probably the all crimson, um, pants, uh, jersey and, and helmet. Uh, but it's also tough to go against the anthracite and, uh, and, and all white. So I, I just, I mean, they're just beautiful colors all across the board. Oz, uh, crimson, oh, crimson so gray so, and white. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. So beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful oh yeah i love it i just love it all. although although I, I will tell i will i will tell you against yeah. Nevada. uh those were my least favorite yeah. outfits uh or uni- <laughs> i say outfits uniforms outfits. um i i yeah. just i really i really did uh, you know hey i'm a dad of young kids you know you gotta yeah uh, yeah going to the bathroom going to the bathroom is actually called the potty so um you, you, oh, yeah. you gotta yeah. you gotta let me gotta let me get into my grown-up voice here but um yeah. yeah, no the the white the white pants and the, uh, the and the gray tops are just not not a big
0: fan not a big fan. Yeah, I mean I you were saying earlier about the cougar cougar um, graphics you were saying from back in the day. Um, uh-huh. I love that one the best because with Ryan Leaf had that had that uh, that combo
1: in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yep, and that that '90s uh, that '90s Cougar team, those '90s Cougar teams were yeah. were some of my favorite favorites. Obviously, a little more slanted towards defense at the beginning of the '90s, and then uh, had a great offense towards yeah. the end of the '90s. So, just kind of carries it through yep. all the way.
0: Absolutely. Um, what are your thoughts on, Maro, on Maro's first touchdown of the, of the game? Pretty pretty nice nice run there. Yeah, I, I was really happy to see him get into
1: the end zone because he he puts in so much time and effort, and and I don't think enough uh, enough is paid. To uh, his successes uh, on being a contestant on *Price Is Right*, and uh, him being the only uh, him him being the only captain that goes out for WSU, and he's won an absurd amount of uh, of coin flips for WSU being the only one. And uh, I I just uh, gosh, he's he's everything that you'd want from a, from a student athlete, um, and then also has enough uh, humility to. Um, to give back to the to the WCU community and also uh, have a good uh, attitude uh, coming to school every day and, and going to practice every day.
0: That's cool. And I saw that. Um, so he was on the sh- on the show then. Yeah. Yes, he was on the
1: actual prices. Right. He got to spin the wheel uh, and and do all that. But um, you know, he, he almost won the whole thing, but uh, unfortunately oh. uh, didn't do it. And you know what? I I don't know if that would have messed up his his eligibility. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, for, for my for my sake
0: I'm I'm glad that he didn't. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Good point. That may have cost him. Yeah. Possibly. Um also you were saying he was the only captain captain out there. Um why not Luke Falk or someone else out there as well?
1: You generally see a, a senior or a quarterback or you know somebody that's a, that's a leader all over the place, and, and for whatever reason, uh, that's that's exactly why Leach has him out there. He that's the reason he gives is. He, did, he near, dang near won The Price is Right, so I figured he's yeah. good enough to go out there and win a coin toss. And, and really, what what it boils down to is is that uh, you know what what do those captains really do? I mean, I, I remember going out uh, yeah. against Central Valley yeah. in high school, and and we had <laughs> one guy that one guy that called the coin toss, and that was it. And everybody else shook hands, right. and you know it's mostly just for yeah. show. So you might as well just have one guy that <laughs> that can go out and call a coin flip. <laughs> makes makes
0: sense. Here's one of my 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 wild card uh, questions for you. Now, for several years, Butch has been a a staple at at Pullman in Pullman. Um, is he a great mascot for a college sport? Absolutely. Uh, there there are a couple different uh, Butches uh, throughout the
1: throughout the season, which you know you rely on a student athlete mm-hmm. to uh, to kind of fill that role. And then uh, during the during the basketball season, at the last home game, is generally on. Uh, uh, you know, butch gets to take off his his, hat, his his Butch head, and you know we get to put a face with Uh-oh. the name. I actually I actually oh, knew okay. a guy in college. I knew a guy in college who put in all the time, and his roommates actually had no idea that he was Butch. They just thought he had a job <laughs> and, and went to it. So um, they're they're pretty yeah. much sworn to secrecy. So I, I have a lot of okay. respect for mascots in general. Um, but yeah. back in the day, uh, there there was an actual live uh, cougar that they had uh, on oh. campus and on the sidelines. Uh, but I think um once there was more of a of a push in the seventies to get uh, you know animal rights and whatnot, they they kind of did away with the uh, live animal i don't, i don't know how LSU it. can get away with it and w s u can't i, oh, I don't know. see that come back but but uh yeah i i'm uh, I'm partial to butch just because I know how hard that yeah. that job is but um you know he's he certainly
0: uh certainly floats my boat at least in UW they have a Husky dog. So it's yeah, yeah,
1: over. very, very true. Well, and and I, stop me if I'm wrong, but isn't it like a Malamute or something? It's not quite a not quite a Husky. It's something very similar, though. But it's a beautiful looking dog. Um, I just don't like the name.
0: Can confirm more tonight. So I'm not, not <laughs> just aware. kidding. I'm I'm totally. kidding. I know. I know. It's all, it's all good. Um, um, how how good is D coordinator Alex Grinch. and also, can you get a, a job somewhere else down the road for a job in the country?
1: I'm uh, I'm absolutely thrilled with with the job that Alex has done, and, and the the kind of the speed D mantra that he has created. Um, the the whole emphasis of getting a big D tackle in every class has really gone by the wayside. We actually in the last two recruiting cycles have not had. Uh, you know the typical six one, six two, three hundred pound defensive tackle, and uh, and, and that just kind of creates more of a rally to the ball, uh, get off the get off the line of scrimmage uh, type of guy, and then just fly around at all times. That's why they call it the speed D. Um, and he is, uh, he, I think they showed a graphic during the the last. Uh, Last game where you know four years ago they were given up about thirty something, thirty eight points a game or something like that, and it's gone down significantly each year. Um, and so I think once he's got his guys in there running his his style and his scheme, um, I think he's uh, he's done an outstanding job. And 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 honestly, he he probably deserves a head coaching job probably another year or two. Uh, he's a, he's a young yeah. guy, so he's probably he's probably got to earn his stripes, but. Um, i selfishly i i want him to perform just well enough to not get another job and uh, <laughs> and, and be able to stay with scooks for a long time and i and um yeah. you know I, I I think you look at a like a Seattle type situation where where uh, Daryl bevel which you know love him or hate yeah. him he does he does yeah. just a good enough good enough job not to right. not to get another good head part. coaching job uh, but he does yeah. just a good enough job to not get fired so i
0: don't know that's if that's that, what i'm hoping for is- but it's sad. Uh, you don't want. You don't want, <laughs> yeah. that. You don't want that. No. So, very true. You don't want that. Uh, <laughs> I digress. Um,
1: so uh,
0: <laughs> James Williams, uh, he had tap dances in the end zone. taught on those tap dance skills, going going for seven.
1: Yeah, he's he's a very skilled guy, and I think I think I've seen every game this year. He's tried to hurdle a defender, um, and so yeah. obviously between his, his tap dancing and hurdling skills, he's uh, he's a, a multi talented uh, multi talented football player. And and I think he's had a uh, ten plus receptions the last couple of games. And so you know, I, I mm. wonder at so, at some point, you know, he he might uh, be. He might be on pace for 100 catches and, and uh, you know 600 yards because a lot of those are just short yardage, uh, <laughs> yeah. re- receiving yards. But but it counts the same as a run. You know, re- really the kind of the, the spread amount out and then check it down to a to a running back just counts the same as a run pretty much.
0: So, um, but yeah, he's he's a great he's a great running back. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Uh, he's an to fan. I I enjoy, I enjoy him very much. Um, now, congrats to Luke Falk and 100 touchdown passes. Your thoughts on that accomplishment?
1: Anytime he gets a triple digits as a quarterback in a touchdown passing, uh, you know, game and in uh, his career, uh, that's always it's always newsworthy. And, and he's, uh, we, we talk about it every week. He's he's had a great career, um, but he's yeah. got uh, I think he's got another 16 to go to catch uh, uh, the the all time Pac-12 leader. So let's just hope that uh, for, for he stays healthy and, and can keep uh, keep finding guys in the end zone. Uh, do you know who that is by, you know who that is by chance? I think it's Matt Barkley. Cause oh, he uh Mark. He he ended up staying for his senior year, and and uh, you know yeah. through he, he just across the board he threw a lot of touchdown passes, and and obviously had those four and four and five star receivers and and uh,
0: players around yeah. him to kind of help him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, now, Tavarius Martin again back in the scoring column again. Your thoughts on his first rushing on the game? and i i was
1: uh yeah gone and i i was i I'm, I'm always glad to see uh when, when the receivers can throw blocks and uh and you break a tackle there's a little bit of everything on uh, on on those on the you know the long touchdowns where you catch it short and take it the distance um and uh it, you know obviously you you want the the one that he caught deep uh, over his shoulder too um this just, just goes to show that you you got to be a multi-talented receiver uh, in, in many facets, in order to get on the field for WSU, and, and he's he's probably the top uh, top guy at WSU right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, he can still can keep progressing. Still a junior, and uh, love to see him um, be able to work his way into a, a, being a draft pick next year.
0: So, you think he's gone after this year?
1: No, I, I think he'll probably stay until he's a senior just because this is his first real breakout season. Uh, seeing the field as a true freshman, um, you know, he was, uh, he was a little slender. I think he went about 170 pounds as a freshman, and so he's slowly been able to kind of put on the weight and uh, put in the work at practice. Um, and uh, I, I think people are starting to see now and get respect for the WSU receivers. Well, they may stay on one side of the field and, and run, you know, uh, multiple routes, uh, they're they're more known for their blocking and and uh, you know being on the right, uh, uh, getting the right angles and all that kind of stuff to be able to spring other guys too. So um, I think I think he'll be he'll stay one more year, um, which I'm really happy about, and just hope he hope yeah. he progresses as much as he did from his sophomore to his junior year.
0: Yep, absolutely. Now, um, Pac-12 Network has a new camera this year. Your thoughts on the uh, that, that little uh, fan this little fan pan- panoramic cam they have going on? you uh, cool know i'm not idea. really
1: a fan I'm, well it it's it's pretty cool from this from the sense that who, whoever it gets put in front of gets to be on tv you know 30 times yeah, a game yeah. uh however yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you uh you also you also kind of if you if you get it in front of one person who maybe isn't as um you know outgoing or maybe is a, doesn't know what to do with mm-hmm. their hands will say and they just kind of they look a little yeah. awkward um that's yeah. that's kind of a rough watch but you know hey, shoot if they put it in front of the students, I'm happy with that. If they were to put it in front of the uh, the alumni side, where they're all kind of sitting down and high fiving and stuff like that, it's not as exciting. So you obviously want it in front of the students, and I think it's a great concept. Yeah. Uh, I just I just wish they would mm-hmm. move it from time to time to just get more people on TV.
0: Yeah, I I, I hear you. Um, now, when William, William scores again, um, what is his feeling at? Like, what's his what's his top shelf level? You think he can you can achieve? At, at I'm what? sorry, you're talking about. Talking James Williams. James Williams,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, the I I, I love that I love that guy. Um, we actually all I, I believe I firmly believe that we only got him because he blew out his knee his senior year in high school, and we were the only team that stuck with him. Um, he wow. he had committed to he uh, I, I think he had committed to somewhere else, and I, I, I'm probably getting that story wrong, but um, he probably. he had a, he had had a monster freshman, sophomore, and junior year in, in high school, and was poised to break out. Uh, and then had a, a terrible knee injury, and people were thinking, oh, there's nerve damage, oh, he's not going to be able to make it back. And um, So just the fact that WSU stuck with him, he he rehabbed really well. Uh, he had a redshirt season, and, and he's now finally able to kind of put everything back together, his explosiveness, um, his leaping ability, uh, he, his hands. I mean, he's, he's caught a lot of passes and uh, worked well in space, but he also uh, breaks a lot of tackles, and his spin move, uh, with you know you, you typically don't see a lot of uh, successful spin moves in college anymore because the defenders are so quick. But um, he's, he yeah. keeps it high and tight, and uh, just seems to bounce off people. So I think the sky sky is very high for him. I, I actually think that he could could end up uh, finding his way on an NFL roster. And for uh, uh, a Mike Leach uh, running back, it's it probably you know not uh, not very conventional to see one of those guys in the NFL. But <laughs> the fact that he can. The fact that he can catch, he can run, and uh, and block uh, bodes well for him.
0: What year is he a
1: senior? Nope, uh, James Williams is a sophomore.
0: Only a sophomore. Wow. Only a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, pretty impressive. Um, so Nevada was down twenty to zero in the first the first half at the time, and uh, Nevada quarterback pulled. the you know didn't you know, bud well for them, but yeah, do you, I think to shake things up, don't you,
1: don't you think? Yeah, oh, I, I would absolutely agree, especially when you start a true freshman on a, um, on the road against a ranked opponent, and especially a Pac-12 opponent, uh, you, you got, you got really careful about what you do with their psyche, and their mental status. And uh, the interesting thing is David Cornwell, the guy that came in at a former Alabama transfer. Uh, I remember oh. recruiting, a recruiting story about David Cornwell. Cause he was, uh, I think he was a top, Top ten, top top fifteen quarterback nationally and which is why he obviously went to Alabama. Uh but the WSU he tweeted one time the WSU coaches told him that he was one of the greatest athletes they had ever seen. Uh just because of his running ability and and all that. I I believe he comes from Oklahoma. Um but uh so you know he's uh he was he's a big guy. I was I was excited to see him play just to see what he, he could do, but Obviously, he hasn't really seen the field very much. And in, in the reason why he transferred from Alabama is because he wasn't going to see the field behind Jalen Hurts and, uh, oh, and yeah. so and Cooper Bateman, who also transferred. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was happy to see him. But yeah, it, when when you go to that junior, he's uh, he's a little bit more grizzled. He could probably take those those three interceptions a little bit better than a true freshman would.
0: Absolutely. Now, end of the half, Calvin touchdown. Your thoughts on the end of the half? There was Calvin scoring there.
1: Uh, the end of the half, uh, you know, the <laughs> I always, I always uh, surprised, uh, I always get surprised when, when a team kind of steps up and and uh, either, um, you know, shuts shuts them down at the goal line or forces them back or make yeah. him, makes them kick a field goal and they miss it. So, um, you know, it wasn't yeah. until uh, I, I thought we were going to be able to keep that shutout going until. Uh, until Halinsky came in and threw that through the interception and and uh, you know made it real easy for him to, to end up getting in there. But I was proud of the defense for for being as stout as they were for as long as they were during the game.
0: Yep, absolutely. And um, I, I've seen a few games now this season. Um, Luke Falk does a lot of shovel passes. Is that a is that his thing, or is that like something that Mike Leach uh, will will teach in his offense?
1: That's a that's a great question. I, to be honest with you, before before the last two years, I haven't really seen that play uh, at all. Okay. So I, I'm thinking it's, I'm thinking it it could be a little bit of both. It could be a, a, a ball yeah. and and leash uh, combined uh, brainchild because it, it's brilliant. I mean, as soon as everybody's kind of spread out and the running back doesn't get out, <laughs> able to be super successful thus far. I, I haven't seen any stats on it. Maybe I missed it, but uh, just seeing the, the overall stats and, and number of touchdowns that, that Luke's been able to get just from that play alone, um, I, I'd be really really uh, interested in those statistics.
0: Yeah, um, I'll, I'll get back to you ne- next week about that um, so I can find some stuff for you. Um, okay. But uh, as far as a pass is concerned, um, isn't it a high-risk, high, high, high low reward um, pass? I, I don't think so because obviously if it's a
1: if the if the running back drops it then uh, that it's an incomplete pass obviously it, it's still a forward pass so um, you know there, there's really no chance of fumble uh, the only risk is that if you if you throw that shovel pass uh, in the direction of a defender who doesn't have a guy draped all over him uh, then then that's where you have a problem so I, I, I don't think it's yeah. uh, I don't think it's a super high risk risk. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. Is that they've, they've scored quite a few times off it. They've also had just a couple short yardage games and, and, and all that. So I'd say medium, uh, medium success
0: level on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was referring, I was, I was referring to a Williams State game when the guy from Boise State did a solo pass and then it was picked pick six other way
1: oh well you know but that but that was uh that that was a little bit different obviously that was a shovel pass but he was outside the pocket and trying to make a play uh i think a a design shovel pass is a little bit a little bit better than that than that uh than montel kozart trying to flip it out there
0: yeah (laughs) yeah i got i gotcha all right um let's see talk about uh bernard bell seems to be making plays out there
1: yeah red shirt freshman uh you know, on the smaller side of things, I uh, he's about 5'10". Uh, but just, uh, you know, he, he's he's really found himself. And, and every year, uh, every every single week, they have thir- uh, Thursday Night Lights, which is where all the young hmm. guys in the red shirts and, and guys that don't play very much, they get a chance to play their own game. And everything that I was okay. reading about Renard Bell last year was that this guy was a stud in waiting. And uh, I, I was really happy to see him go over 100 this, uh, this last game and, and really – uh, you know, put himself on the map because I think that there's there's some really good young, talented receivers and, and and young freshmen on this team, and I'm glad that he's finally able to kind of distinguish himself
0: uh, from the rest of the pack, and uh, and I'm glad that he had a great game. Yeah, it's cool to see him do well. Um, now, Mike Leach is a, I guess you would call him like a overachiever or not overachiever, but like a, he wants everything to be perfect, you know, all the time. Or else he's have a fit or something. Um, what do you think about is Mike Leach's thoughts on the field goal in the red zone in the third quarter? Uh, if I could That's get not into not Mike that. Leach's,
1: if I could get into Mike <laughs> Leach's head for for a, just an hour, I, I would love, yeah. I would love to see his thought <laughs> process. Um, it, because it, it, there's there's not only that, but I think there's also um, you know the, the the not punting on our side of the field. Uh, there's there's a number of different things that I would love to really know exactly why. And obviously kind of putting pressure on the defense on fourth down is, is kind of what he's really trying to do, is, is to force the defense into making a mistake or jumping off sides or doing a pass, you know, pass interference to be able to keep the offense on the field to score more points. So I, I think that's what he's trying to do. Uh, but there, I think conventional football wisdom sometimes just says, what the heck are you doing? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I've seen <laughs> a few plays like that, and I'm happy yeah. about it, but that's, that, that's just me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I digress once again <laughs> on that. But uh, Robert Taylor made a nice pick. He is a playmaker. Would you agree on that?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, Taylor is a playmaker, and I think that he needed last year. He's a junior college transfer uh, last year, so he, he's, uh, he is a senior this year, but he, he seems to be yeah. in the right place at the right time. Uh, and, and both he and Jalen Thompson are the type of uh, type of players that you really need as a safety in a, in a Alex Grinch style defense that uh, that is predicated on speed and being in the right position. So they seem to be in the right position thus far, and and haven't gotten beat uh, too terribly many times. But um, you know, I, I he's uh, Robert Taylor's also a return guy, so you, you got to put those, you got to put the ball yeah. in their hands, and, and just let them go with it.
0: Yes, and uh, Martin, he. He balled out on to the pylon touchdown. You're talking that play that, and that was and then confirmed on the field. Yeah, I, I just think that it shows off their athletic It
1: shows off his athleticism, especially because it it takes a uh, takes a special athlete to be able to tiptoe that sideline, get knocked out of bounds, and then be able to reach the ball out. and And I know that uh, on, on <laughs> it's just like the Olympics when when somebody does a, a backflip and, and it looks perfect, or they dive into the pool and they were just slightly off, and people think ah. That wasn't very good, but it's incredible that that yeah. athletes can be able to kind of pull do, do all that uh, body control and, and uh you know it looks like you'd be able to possibly do that as well when you're at home but once you actually get into that uh into that scenario uh on Thanksgiving morning with your buddies, it's just not the same
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah it's a whole different uh
0: white ball game we have going on here that's that that's right <laughs> um, <laughs> now. That, <laughs> That play was reviewed for quite some time. Um, do you think the NCA NCAA can improve their re- replay um, uh, process? I think they should, quite honestly,
1: Ozzy, and, and first and foremost, they, they need to get you and me on those broadcasts and just say, look, this is a first down. This is a touchdown. This is yeah. not a catch. This is a fumble. We would be able to tell them that. They just need to get knowledgeable yeah. football fans uh, to, to be able yeah. to do those reviews because – I don't know what they. I don't know what they were looking at. Both feet were still inbound. bounds. Yeah. Uh, you know, they left, and the ball was hit the pylon. Touchdown! You don't have to review it too long. I mean, it, it literally took thirty seconds to figure it out. But then you, you know, it takes five minutes for them to do it because they just want to make sure. And you know, we, yeah. we saw the same replays that they did, and we made the determination yeah. five minutes faster.
0: Yes. Now, in the NFL, they have starting this year. They have the. New York City headquarters. They determine the play, determine the outcome. Is it the same way in the Pac-12, or is that something different?
1: I, I think it's different, and and I, I think it would be it be really nice to be able to have that control center to be able to to make the calls. Uh, you know, be standard across the board. But I just don't think that the money is there in the in the in the uh, college game uh, to have you know the yeah. sixty plus sixty plus Division One games that are happening at any time, and uh, so. I, I would love to see it happen, but I just don't think that the money is there yet. Uh, but I, I think they, you know, they they could have uh, funding and money there if they were to let the NCAA football franchise continue for the uh, for the Xbox and the PlayStation and and all those things because uh, that's additional revenue that yeah. they should be able to turn around and use. Um, and and that's a whole another discussion for for players being paid and whatnot, but. Um, you know, yeah. th- there's money there to be had to be able to re energize into the into the officiating for sure.
0: Oh yeah. Now, another wildcard I have for you. Um, what is good to get at Wazoo at on the concession stands um, down there in the at Martin Stadium? Martin Stadium?
1: Here, here's the thing with me, Oz. I'm I'm big on being able to eat something with one hand while I have my drink in the other, and it's no different yeah. from being at a being at a tailgate. Versus being at a concession stand, I'm, I'm real big on keeping it simple. Hot dog, sausage guy, uh, you know, keep my mm. beer in one hand and my, my my food in the other. Nachos, nachos do not work for me. Uh, you you got to have one yeah. hand holding the tray and the other one dipping. Um, mm. So I, I got to go with the spicy Italian sausage from the concession stand. But uh, I'm, I'm not picky, so I, I would say the spicy Italian.
0: <laughs> what, what, what's your beer of choice on game day?
1: It's got to be it's got to be cheap, uh, and it's got to be it's got to be cold. So uh, Bush Light is yeah. uh, Pullman Water uh, is what we kind of partied on uh, <laughs> all uh, all the time back in the day. But 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 for uh, I yeah. high class, it's got to be Coors Light. So uh, if you're drinking micro <laughs> oh, brews but, and all that kind of stuff, I think I think you're just filling yeah. your stomach for uh, for a real big disappointment later. So you drink for speed, uh, and and yeah. uh, <laughs> and get as many down as you can before the game starts, and then
0: you're you're gonna have a great day. And I, I assume that they don't sell beer at the at the uh, ballpark or the, uh, um,
1: at the Martin there, right? Stadium. They to get out. No, they yeah. they don't sell it, and they and everybody's upset about it. But I'll tell you, I I am not upset because if they were going to charge me six or seven dollars for a beer, I will just drink out of my flask like I always do. So I <laughs> there's I have no pro I have no problem not paying for my own alcohol and sneaking it in. Uh, and you can send yeah. crowd enforcement after me if you'd like, but. Uh, if you're going to gouge the students uh, for for thousands of dollars uh, to to pay tuition there, I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> I hear,
0: touche, touche. Um, one thing, one thing on the uh, concessions here. Um, how are the prices? Is it is it pretty? Is it pretty fair?
1: I think it's pretty standard. Uh, I think it's actually more more inexpensive than say you know the Spokane Arena. Um, but you oh, wow. know, it, it's all it's yeah. all relative. Uh, you know, just that if you're paying three dollars for a bottle of water, uh, that's obviously I think just too much. So I think they they gouge a little bit, uh, but they but most of the time they get people to volunteer um, to to work the concession stands, mm-hmm. or it's a bo- it's a booster club for a high school or somewhere mm-hmm. like that. So you really can't you can't be upset at the staff for what the school charges uh, on their concessions. But I think it's generally pretty fair.
0: Yeah, absolutely now, Luke Falk had four hundred and seventy eight yards passing. I touched down your thoughts on his overall game
1: glad to glad to see him grip it and rip it as uh, as they say uh, a lot less on the checkdowns, but very very smart when he did uh I was glad to see him take some shots over the field uh did hold on to the ball a little bit too long. I think I saw a stat and I'm sure you did too uh about uh, he and Lamar jackson being the 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 top uh most sacked quarterbacks in uh, in the country and obviously yeah. uh two very different style of quarterbacks obviously Mark Jackson being more mobile um he probably runs himself into a few of those but Luke Falk is more of a statue quarterback uh so I'd like to see him get yeah. rid of the ball a bit more but at the same time if you're going to be holding on to the ball waiting for your guys to get open downfield and allow for those 20 or 30 yard gains uh you kind of got to take some of those sacks uh with uh with some of those long plays so uh, as we say, as I've said every every week, uh, Sands, uh, the Boise State game, when we thought we need, he needed to pick it up a little bit, uh, he played great mm-hmm. and happy to, happy for him that he's putting up great stats. And uh, the, his touchdown-interception to ratio, I think 14-to-1, uh, pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also one other thing I want to ask, and I'm sure we know the answer this, but um, UCLA came, came into the season with um, high hopes with Josh Rosen as their savior. But they um, have not been playing well this year. Do you think uh, um, that could uh, keep going on, or do you think he'll get turned around there at UCLA? It's really difficult to say, and, and I, I I really yeah. need to, to
1: look into it more based on uh, you know new coaches coming in like an Urban Meyer or a Jim Mora, Jim you know Jim Harbaugh. But all these guys come in yeah. and have success right away, and it's when they get. Yeah. Three, four, five recruiting cycles underneath their belt that they kind of start to show some wear, and that's exactly what we're seeing with Jim Mora. Uh, I think halfway through that uh, that Texas A&M game, I think their fan base was ready to get rid of Jim Mora uh, and you know start yeah. start over again. But then when they won, it was like, okay, well he, he lives to survive another day. Um, then of course they lose yeah. to Memphis, and it's like, okay, well he's back on the hot seat again. Uh, I yeah. you know I I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of the cocky quarterback. I'm not a big Josh Rosen fan. Um, but he's, he's obviously got yeah. a lot of arm talent, and, uh, and a lot of the scouts yeah. really, really like him. Uh, but it's really tough to say. Yeah, I, I'm not as, as familiar with their team as I probably could be, uh, sure. just because WSU, yeah. WSU does not play them this year. Obviously, we beat them at the Rose Bowl last year, uh, which, was, uh, yep. which was unbelievable. Oh, no, no, two years ago, excuse me. And then we beat them in Pullman oh, last okay. year. I was at that game. Uh, and uh, oh, so nice. I, I think I think Mora is probably uh, not long for for that job because I don't see them necessarily uh, winning more than uh, you know eight or nine ball games. And at UCLA, when they pay you as much as they do, you gotta you gotta produce results.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The high uh, LA market is no joke out there. Yeah. they'll kill you after after one yep. of the loss. But yeah, um,
1: well especially especially earlier. when you have yeah. a well, when you have when you have a crosstown rival like USC. That's uh, that's top five yeah. nationally, and they're they're kind of turning it around. You, you you your your timeline for success is really sped up, especially when you've had somebody like Mora that's been able to kind of have that recruiting ground a little bit longer than a Clay Helton has. So you, you expect them to be better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, now kind of earlier in the podcast, uh, you were we were talking about Halinski, thirty-one yard loss, and then leads to a pick by the Cougars get it back, so you're talking the whole sequence there.
1: It was a weird, weird sequence, and especially when he came in the game. For for whatever reason, I kind of had a weird feeling um, that uh, something was going to go weird, and, and I don't know if it was just because he, he looked a little bit more, rela- not, not too relaxed, but he looked like he was kind of a, a little bit loosey-goosey out there. Uh, you know, he had a big smile on his face after that fumble and it just kind of seemed like he was, oh, you know what, we're up by a ton of points. We don't really, you know, we're kind of mailing this in. I'm just going to throw it all over the place just like Luke did and, and be okay. Um, but yeah, the fact that we were able to intercept it in the end zone and kind of get the ball back after that uh, after the turnover, after the interceptor of the goal line was, was good. Um, but you'd prefer not to have
0: that. <laughs> yeah. My last couple things before we uh, get out of here. Um, through four games this season, Evaluate the O line at Washington State.
1: I would I would give them probably a C at this point. I think they're they're too yeah. talented to be they're too talented to be kind of um, you know not not getting pushed around sometimes, but they give up a, they give up quite a few sacks when uh, they they maybe are are man up on a guy and then they get help and they get a chip and uh, the guy ends up making the sack because the two guys can't control the one so. Um, they're just too big. They're too talented, and individually, they're they're just too they're too good. And Mike Leach actually called out both the tackles this week that they need to play better, Cole Madison and, and Andre Dillard. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly right. They they need to be better in order for WSU to take that next step and uh, and play well against the USC team that that has a ton
0: of four and five star talent. Yeah, that, that's really a big test up front and then down for sure. Huge, huge test. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if it's earlier, but um Washington State gets the late touchdown in the fourth quarter to Nevada. Did did, did Michael Leach address that, like his thoughts on the whole the whole thing there?
1: Uh it's just in terms of scoring a touchdown late and letting letting guys go.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I've heard him say in the past and it's actually, when you think about it, it's actually kind of a, of a good mindset to have that, um, you know, if you, have, if you have backups that are itching to play, if you've got guys that don't get to see the field a lot, why not turn them loose? Obviously, it's on, it's on the other team to kind of stop you. But at the same time, these guys don't just want to go out there. They don't want to take a knee, they, you know, and just kind of run the ball for, for two yards and then punch it. Um, they they want to be able to to make plays and to be able to show what they can do uh, when they actually had the light shown on them, and they only get you know twelve games to do so before you make a bowl or, or anything like that. So you you only have a, a small sample size to be able to show what you can do. So I say turn them loose, and if uh, if, if the same as uh, as against WSU, then then you know I'm, I'm all for it unless it's UW. So
0: <laughs> oh okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, uh, I got you. I, I, I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, anyways, uh, final thoughts on the game, and also the look forward to the big game Friday night, Pac-12 after dark. What, what, what do you got there? Happy, happy to see the Cougs come out
1: of this Nevada game relatively healthy. Obviously, uh, losing Peyton Blue or the week before, I was nervous going into uh, a huge game against USC Friday night. Uh, Pac-12 After Dark, 7:30 game on ESPN. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a wild time. And and for whatever reason, yeah. uh, night games in Pullman seem to be a little bit strange. I think the biggest key yeah. for the entire entire game is going to be on the offensive and defensive lines for for both teams. And the reason I say that is because USC, uh, their offensive line, obviously very talented. WSU's defensive line very small. I think there's a 50-pound disparity between, you know, on average between the, the offensive and defensive lines for the for the Cougs. Um, and so if that if that speed can really kind of control that running game, uh, you know, which is I think what USC wants to do. They want to control the game. They want to run the ball and just pound it down your throat, and then ultimately be able to use that for play action. Um, and uh, Deontay Burnett, who had actually committed to WSU. And then he went to Cal and then Michigan and then finally USC. Uh, he's a big receiving threat, threat for them. Um, but I, I think if we can keep their running game to a minimum, similar to what we do, we have done it in the, in the past couple of years against Stanford uh, and really controlling Christian McCaffrey and their whole running attack, I think if we can control their running game, uh, you know, the, the chances mm-hmm. of success are good. And then uh, offensively for us, we've got we got to control the, their defensive line. I mean, their defensive line is very skilled, uh, probably have three guys that could play in the NFL uh, at some point. But, um, yeah, so if we can control the line of scrimmage on both sides and not, uh, not have any turnovers, I, I think uh, it's going to be just a weird enough uh, night in Pullman to see WSU squeak out with a victory.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, just curious. Um, do you know what the ESPN Power Index has that uh, game going?
1: Uh, I believe WSU is at a forty-five percent chance of victory.
0: Well, uh, there's a chance, you know. Like I know, like years ago when they had Drew Jennings, Jenning had that uh, overtime kick, in, overtime kick to beat him. Oh yeah, nice, nice I was at that. Was that my game?
1: Yeah, I was at that game. Ryan Long actually, I, I believe Ryan Long won the Outland Trophy just based off of that game and sacked Carson Palmer oh. multiple times, and uh, and uh, just oh, wow. he was a, he was a monster that game. So it was it was fun. And, and I will
0: say, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Historically speaking, uh, WSU has not uh, not done very well against USC. I believe it, the, the the overall totals are yeah. um, WSU is nine wins, fifty nine losses, and four ties. Something something like that. I don't yeah. have them in front of me. But uh, we, we we deserve victory number 10.
0: Yes. Uh, now, <laughs> before you go, <laughs> before you go, I I do want to say as a UW fan, and um, mostly I do root for a root against Washington State, but I definitely will be rooting for them to, uh, this weekend because I want to see USC with the loss, and we'll hopefully that will maybe get another team to go in the other other bracket, hopefully, in the Pac-12 mm-hmm. South. That'd be fantastic. Well,
1: that, that's cool. That's cool of you, Oz, and, and I, we appreciate the support, obviously. And, and you, you, uh, you actually doing yeah. this, you actually doing this podcast is really cool because I know that you're not uh, yeah. not a WSU fan by any stretch. Uh, but here's what I'll say: right. is uh, I think the Apple Cup is a lot more fun when there's when there's something riding yeah. on it. Uh, and if if I both, if both yeah. Washington schools uh, go in with either no losses or one loss, uh, I think that will be a really really fun and festive time yeah. uh, games in Seattle this year. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's hope both teams continue winning. Um, and, uh, and then we're yeah. both able to kind of have that, uh, that really fun week right before Apple cup and, and we can curse at each other yeah. and do whatever we got to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Now I appreciate your time. Come on today and um, hope it all goes well for you um, this week and um, talk to you next, uh, next Tuesday.
1: Awesome. Oz. Thanks Oz, as always for having me. Appreciate it. Come on. See you later.
0: All right. Bye.